Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. All right, guys, welcome back to the Manly Mission Podcast. This is episode 10 with your host, Farhan Rana. So I have a really good episode uh, planned out for you guys. We're going to be talking about how to work out during Ramadan. Um, so just as a preface before we get started, um, if anyone isn't too aware of what Ramadan is, or um, you have completely no idea of what Muslims do during this month, I'll explain all of that in very shortly. Um, but if you are interested in this as a Muslim, I think you'll find immense value in this. And if you're someone who's you know not of the faith, um, I think you'll still find this really helpful. One, in terms of really understanding how Muslims navigate this month when it comes to fitness. And number two, if you want to implement this in your own life, you know, based on these principles and you want to try something different when it comes to your workouts, I think you'll really find this valuable in that sense as well. So I think this will benefit everyone um, from that standpoint. Um, Like I, you know, like I say every time before we get started, I do want to mention my free workout plan. It's a seven day workout plan, um, which you can use. And I know uh, what will happen when we once we start talking about how to work out. Um, during Ramadan, it, you might have to change what I mentioned in that uh, workout plan. And I'm on, honestly thinking of releasing a Ramadan-specific workout plan for you guys. So if that's something of interest and you would like to have something like that, let me know in the comments below. Or if you're listening to this on your podcast um, app, just go to my Instagram at Farhan Lifts. So F-A-R-H-A-N-L-I-F-T-S. And just send me a DM and let me know if this is something of value to you because... Um, like I you know, my whole point with this is to give you guys as much useful and actionable advice when it comes to fitness and self-improvement as a whole. Uh, so let me know if this is useful, if this is something you would want, um, and I'll consider putting it together, inshallah. So, uh, first things first, uh, when it comes to Ramadan, um, first of all, I should explain what the month is. So it is the ninth month of the Islamic calendar. And it's the month in which Muslims believe that the Quran was revealed, which is the holy book um, sent by sent by God to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And it is in celebration of that revelation that we fast during the day and we pray during the night. During the night, and we, you know, in general, try to develop and uh, cu- cultivate a deeper uh, spiritual connection. Um, with God and to really take a step back from daily life and understand what we're really all about and really understand our essence and come back to a state of purity, essentially. Um, Because as we're fasting, one of the things that that tends to happen is that you lose a lot of that energy and you you get into this state, especially after a couple of the first couple of days, we're in this we're in this sort of like meditative state. Where like you're really contemplating your your purpose in life, you're contemplating upon God's favors upon you, and you really start to develop this sense of gratitude and uh, commitment to be, being a better your best your best self. So all of these wonderful things come together, and these are just not even scratching the surface in terms of what really happens to a person as they go through these thirty days. Um, but that's I guess the gist of what Ramadan is. And if I were to put it in terms of very actionable and useful steps. Um, in terms of what happens during Ramadan, this would be my version of like a summary of what happens. And so on that point, uh, I'm speaking more to the Muslims here now. So you don't want to forget the point of Ramadan. As I mentioned, you know, the whole, the one way to look at Ramadan, honestly, is to consider it like a spiritual boot camp. So when you go in, when you imagine someone going to boot camp or like going to like coding academy or any of these things where it's like an intensive, it's uh, short and it's really just hyper focused on this one purpose. 
you don't really think that you're going to be replicating your daily routine, your daily habits when you're in that sort of environment and that kind of time frame. You understand that when you undertake these kind of things, your daily schedule and how you operate is going to be on pause um, for a little bit just so you can achieve this one specific purpose that you have in front of you. It's the very same thing with Ramadan. I think what happens to a lot of us because we're what when Ramadan comes, we're still working, we're still going to school, we're still, you know, we have family commitments and all these kind of things. So what we do is that Ramadan just becomes this one add on to what's going on in our lives. And we don't really see it as this boot camp, as this like intensive, time sensitive kind of thing, which we have to make the most out of. So my point with saying all of this is that you should expect and you shouldn't be surprised by the fact that your daily routine and how you operate and when it comes to fitness, how your workouts are going and what you're achieving in that in that area, you shouldn't be surprised if that gets disrupted. Um, the last thing you want to do is be really frustrated throughout the month and be like, why, you know, I'm losing all my gains. I just started working out like a month ago. Um, this really, this is really putting like a, this is throwing a wrench in the, the gear of like whatever I had going on. Um, that's the wrong mindset to have with this. I read somewhere, I think like maybe a week ago that you feeling tired and you feeling like just spent out of energy, maybe even having like a little bit of a headache or whatever going on. That's actually a good thing because you're, the focus that you have throughout the day, whether it's like, I need to really, you know, have my meals all scheduled out or I need to really have enough energy for my work presentation or whatever. All of the, you know, the, the fatigue and the lack of energy that you have is actually a good thing because it forces you to take a step back from worldly activities and really look at yourself and understand that you're just a creature that is in need of spiritual nourishment right now. And we all are, you know, at every point in doing, you know, at every time of the year. But this is really that special moment, um, like a full 30 day challenge, where you really get you're forced to take a step back and you're you're forced to be like, yeah, I don't have enough energy to do the things I'm, you know, I'm used to doing. In this state, what can I do? And how can I make the most of it? So that would be my point, you know, so the the summary of what I'm trying to say right now is that don't forget the point of Ramadan. It's not to keep up with your daily activities, keep going as you usually are, and then get frustrated as to why you don't have enough energy. I mean, the whole point is to be in this different state completely for the thir- for the 30 days and come out of it a different person altogether, spiritually and even physically, if you manage things correctly. Um, so that's what I want to say on that. And I hope I got the point across in terms of like, don't be surprised, don't get angry, don't get be don't don't be frustrated when things are not the way you want them to be. That's the whole point of this. So when it comes to more practical and useful information when it comes to fitness specifically, the first thing I want to mention um, is to keep your sleep your sleep as consistent as possible. And uh, this might go more for me because I'm very sensitive when it comes to sleep. Um, my family members will tell you, like, if I don't get at least uh, like eight hours of sleep, preferably nine hours on a on a good night, I'm just like not in the right state of mind. Um, even today, it's a it's a Monday. You know, I got up early and everything. I got like eight seven hours and forty five minutes of sleep. Um, I still had a bit of lag, um, so I only really got productive around like eleven a.m. ish after I had some things going on in the morning. Um, so for me personally, I know, I understand this about myself, that when it comes to sleep, 
I need to really prioritize that because if that's not in place for me, like my whole day is just like me being like half awake and not really focusing on the things I want to do. If I have something planned out, um, I just either don't give it the attention it needs or it just gets, you know, it just goes to the wayside. And, um, you know, maybe even get like a little uh, frustrated, a little grumpy when it comes to um, dealing with other people, which is not a good thing at all. Um, I do want to work on that. So you really do want to emphasize sleep because one, keeping it as consistent as possible, you know, sleeping, obviously, right after you're done with your uh, Tarawih prayers, waking up just before Fajr, having that, you know, five, six, seven hours of sleep, whatever the case may be, keeping that as consistent as possible, and then catching up during the afternoon or when you get off of work or school and doing what you can to manage that. Um, Because I understand what my audience is going to be people who either go to work or have school and are not the kind of people who it's not really summer break. So wouldn't really apply to students in that sense, but they're not the kind of people who work full time on YouTube or like have their own businesses so they can create their own schedules as they want. It's going to be people like, 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 like my friends who work during the day and they have commitments and they need to make the most of what they're doing. Um, and the be- the first step that they need they need to take is really understand that you need to catch up on your sleep, and that's going to be the most important thing for you in terms of really having some level of honestly sanity because you don't want to get into this place where you're sacrificing on sleep and you're working out in the night and it's just like throwing out your whole week and you're it's just like a mess. You don't want you want you don't want that to happen. Um, so point is keep your con- sleep as consistent as possible and adjust as the month grows on in terms of really understanding what your body needs in terms of rest and don't don't uh don't skip out on this um the last thing you want to do is really jeopardize your health or anything like that we don't want that to happen the next point um diet understanding what you should be eating is really going to be key in terms of like your energy levels and if you're cutting or bulking i think this will really apply you know more or less the same because in either of those states, no matter what you're doing, you're going to experience some loss of muscle potentially and maybe some loss of fat as well if you do things correctly. Maybe you'll look a little deflated, a little um, just more flat. Um, just expect those kind of things because you're going to be dehydrated as well. Um, so my general guidelines for when it comes to diet is really have high protein at both suhoor and iftar. I mean, that should be a no-brainer. You should be eating high protein anyways. But I really want to emph- emphasize this point because, you know, when we're eating with families and we just kind of like go with uh, whatever's being served, it's, you know, you don't want to be rude and not take what you're, what you're being offered, but you want to make it a point when you can, when you're eating at home or by yourself, to incorporate some a good amount of protein at both of those times. Um, because A, it'll keep you full and you won't feel as hungry when you, when you go throughout the day or night. And it will also preserve the muscle mass that you currently have or that you're currently building. So it'll be, um, so it's a, it's a win-win in that, in that kind of scenario. So just some ideas for, uh, for both of these times, uh, for Suhoor, what I'm personally thinking of doing most, most days is having some amount of Greek yogurt, maybe like hundred grams, 150 grams. Uh, like two toasts, two to three eggs, depending on how I'm feeling, and then some amount of tea or coffee. And uh, the the caffeine is really interesting because um, even if you uh, go to sleep for a little bit after suhoor, maybe you know you know you you're done with suhoor at five, pray fajr, 
and then your work starts at like nine you so you take like an hour two hours of of sleep um what i think the caffeine does it, it is it prevents that kind of morning fatigue and that kind of headache so but you're still able to get some amount of sleep i don't it's it's really weird i don't i don't understand it but any the days when i haven't had some amount of caffeine um in previous Ramadan, it's just been terrible like i've been off my game completely that day so that might be something for you to consider maybe you already do this so this is just a good reminder so when it comes to iftar uh this is going to be this is going to vary honestly depending on if you're eating with family or if you're eating somewhere you know outside or you're with uh, you're at a gathering somewhere but generally just you want to have a good amount of meat some rice vegetables lots of water because you're dehydrated you really want to fill yourself up and um i mean that's that's pretty much it i think this is what most people have anyway so i'm not seeing anything new um i'm trying to think if there's anything else honestly Maybe have your uh, multivitamins or something that, you know, just really replenishes your micronutrients because that's something that we do tend to like anyways. But when we're not eating the our full meals, that, that tends to be reduced even more. So maybe have like a multivitamin. That would be my last recommendation on, on diet. Um, so just to recap, once again, high protein, have some caffeine in the morning, you know, keep your carbs uh, moderate, maybe even high if you're if you really need that kind of energy. Um, you can you can play around with sugar and just really see how it works for you. Keep your hydration up, and you think I think you're in a good place. And for people who understand fitness and health, uh, this is not new like news or anything. This is just for the people who want like a what should I do? This is I think this is really going to be helpful for you guys. So you have a an exact idea and plan of how to navigate Ramadan when it comes to your diet. All right now, moving on to the workouts. So my recommendations for your actual workouts, and we'll discuss workout times in a little bit. Um, but for when you do work out, you want to keep the session short, no more than 30 minutes. Um, this is from your from the standpoint of you're going to be working, so you're going to be tired from your work or school, and you'll just feel tired, I mean, obviously. So you want to keep those really short um, and really just to the point. And so an example of something that could be 30 minutes could be uh, maybe one compound movement and two isolation movements or like a combination of a little bit of isolation movement, some cardio at the end or, or at the very beginning. So you could experiment with this and depending on what your goals are, you can you can adjust this as needed. And honestly, like I'll say, like if you're if you're working out three to five times a week doing Ramadan, I mean, you're doing an amazing job. Um, I want to praise you for if you've done that in the past or if you're planning to do something like that, like you're doing an amazing job, bro. Because um, a lot of times what happens with with people is that Ramadan comes, they're like, yeah, I just don't want to work. You know, I don't want to work out. Um, and there is a case to be made for that. I'll talk about this later. But if you make it a point like, no, I don't want to skip out on my workouts. I'll do as much as I can. Um, understanding that I'm at a lower energy level and there's a lot of other things, my time is constrained. Um, but if you still make it a point to even, honestly, even 15 minutes, if you're doing 15 to 30 minutes of working out three to five times a week, you're doing an amazing job. Um, and honestly, if you have the right intention with this, you know, we're talking a little bit about um, spirituality. If you have the right intention of like, yeah, I want to do this so that I have more energy to pray during the night, I'm not as tired during the day, um, I have a good optimistic mood, all these things, I mean, they'll only improve your worship to God anyway. Um, so if you have that right mindset with this and the right intentionality, um, this could be a win-win in terms of like really 
preserving or even giving you new gains. And also, you know, from a spirituality standpoint, uh, really having that right mindset when it comes to worshiping God. So the last point I'll say on working out is like you want to really listen to your body and adjust as needed in terms of like your frequency, in terms of the intensity of your workouts. I mean, they're not going to be too intense anyways, but just really understand what's going on with your body. Rest days or like days you're not working out, if you need to de increase the number of days you're resting, totally fine. I mean, adjust it as needed. Like I said at the very beginning, this is a spiritual boot camp. So you shouldn't be surprised when things are off. Um, what you were doing really essentially with the workouts is we're keeping some level of activity up just so we keep that it's really more like a mental thing you don't want to get you don't you don't want to take a 30 day long rest day essentially like a third like a whole month off and then come back to it like yeah i'm like i can't even lift like the bar you don't want to get into that kind of position um you what you would what you're essentially doing is like keeping up some level of activity so that when ramadan ends and you can you can do things as normal you're in a position to just just pick up from there like you all you have to do at that point is just up the intensity up the frequency and you're good to go um so workout times i think this is what a lot of people have a lot of confusion about and they're like okay when if i do work out when should i work out so you have a couple of different options i'll discuss the pros and cons of each of them the first one is in the morning right after suhoor the benefit here is that you've just eaten you have a good amount of protein and carbs in your in your system so you're able to you know crack out a good workout you know again like 30 minutes because you don't want to fatigue yourself too much and then just feel terrible the rest of the day um you know after you pray fajr either at home or in the masjid um come back uh you know go go to your gym get 30 minutes in and then go about your day maybe come home for a nap you know whatever your schedule is um but this is an option for guys who uh they maybe have a later start time in terms of when they start work or school. So this could be something for you to consider. After suhoor, you know, pray fajr, go work out for 30 minutes, and then maybe come home, take a nap. Or if you want to go straight to work, you know, go straight to work and just do your thing after that. Um, pros, obviously, you have good energy. Cons, um, I see cons, maybe like you'll feel tired earlier during the day. Um, so that's something to, to keep in mind. The other option is in the evening right before iftar. Um, same things apply. Keep it short. Keep it intent. You know, keep it to the point. Um, benefit is that once you're done with your workout, you can just like eat as much as you not as much as you want, but you can you can eat a good amount after you're done, and you don't have to worry about feeling too tired afterwards. The con obviously is that you're going to be tired from the day. You're not. You know, you won't have the same level of energy. So. In terms of your workout quality, that might be reduced or it might be, you know, it might suffer. Um, so just understand, like, that's going to be something that for you to to manage and really just be aware of. Um, I think that's all I have to say on the evening workouts. Third option is after iftar or after your tarawih. You know, I'm just going to lump those time two times together. The benefit here is that you've just eaten. Um, you can, if you, if you're the kind of person who like has, doesn't really have like a full time nine to five or like you don't have classes early in the morning, this could be something for you to consider. I would personally push, if I were to choose between these, this bit after iftar or after tarawih, personally, as someone who wants to prioritize going to the masjid and praying, I would do after tarawih simply because like you'll be done with 
everything that you need to do in terms of your, your daily prayers. So you won't have that like, okay, I need to uh, rush after iftar, get a workout in, shower, all this kind of stuff, and then maybe get late to the masjid. Um, so that's something for you to consider. The benefit, like I said, is that you'll have Eden. Um, the one thing I did notice when I did this last year is that even though I had like a solid meal, I even had like a cup of tea, I had had enough water, I felt really um, like out of energy, kind of dehydrated even after iftar. So it was really interesting. Um, so I don't know, maybe it was the kind of workouts I was doing. I was still trying to replicate the, the full like 60 minute workouts I'm currently doing and trying to do those. Um, so that's something for you to keep in mind. Maybe you'll notice that as well. Um, so that's a potential con that could happen. Um, so another, another con might be, um, you'll just end up staying up later. You'll feel kind of tired and maybe your length of sleep, like how long you sleep and your quality of sleep might suffer because you're working out that late into the night. Um, so like you're seeing with every time, there's not really, there's no perfect time for, for anyone, honestly. It's going to depend on what's going on in your life, how your energy levels are, how um, how much experience you have lifting so you can manage, you can understand your body and um, work out what's the best time for you. So these are three options that I would, I would, if anyone were to pick one, I would pick from one of these three times. A fourth option, which um, I do want to mention because I want to be as realistic and as understanding as possible, is that maybe you don't work out or you work out maybe on, on the weekends, like maybe Friday night, Saturday night, those are your workout days. Um, now for someone who's like, listen to me, you know, as someone who like coaches guys on fitness, you might be like, well, that's like a terrible advice. Like, why would you tell someone to not work out at all? Um, and the reason I'm even mentioning this is because there have been Ramadans previously where, I wasn't like working out like I do right now, but I still had that kind of like, okay, I need to kind of get, you know, get to the gym, uh, want to do something. And in terms of like really managing all of that, what was really suffering was my, what, what I'm supposed to get out of Ramadan, which is more remembrance of God, more prayers, all that good stuff. Um, so that was really suffering. Um, so, you know, for, for people who are like, who aren't as, who haven't worked out as, as long and they don't even want to take the headache of like, okay, I've only started working out like two weeks ago. Um, maybe, I don't know. I'm just like really struggling with this idea of like w when this would apply to anyone. So I'm just going to mention it and, you know, we can consider it as an option. I'm not going to say who it's for. Um, you can see the, if it's like something that you want to consider is maybe not work out. I feel even bad saying that. Um, maybe what maybe you could do is like okay i'll work out once a week on saturday saturday evenings i that'll be the perfect time i won't have to worry about school or work i can just do my thing in the evening after Tarawi, just work out once a week and that's my level of activity for the for the for the week maybe that's you know that's the least that you can consider for yourself and i'll, I'll say this like i don't i won't judge anyone for for not working out during ramadan I understand if you're someone who's like really busy, maybe you're like, you work like a full-time job, maybe you have evening classes, maybe you have, you know, when you come home, your family needs your attention. I understand that, you know, and you want to make the most of Ramadan and working out is just one of those last like headaches that you just don't want to take. I mean, 
you understand that if you had a little bit more time, a little bit more flexibility, maybe you had someone else helping you out with the chores or whatever, this could be something that you could feasibly do, you know, every other day or something. So I'm laying this out as an option because I understand people are in all kinds of different positions in life. Um, so it's something for you to consider. And it's all going back to the main point of what is Ramadan for? It's a spiritual boot camp. It's only 30 days. If you make the most of Ramadan and you really get what you're supposed to out of it and you don't work out at all, I mean, that's still a win. I mean, you're still winning in that situation. If you're able to work out, if you're able to do some of these things that I laid out for you, even better. But I don't want to get into this black and white, you know, you're 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 not doing what you're supposed to do as a man. You're not you're supposed to be working out like even if someone I, I'm not going to do that um, because I'm I understand reality. I understand how people like how our lives operate. So I'm just going to say this, you know, if you if you choose not to work out at all, that's 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 an option I'm laying out for you. But the condition then that you have to follow is that is that you make the most of Ramadan, you make, you, you do what you're supposed to do. And you can't be like, I'm, I'm really struggling with this last idea, honestly. Um, so maybe I'll say this. So if you're someone who either is in a really busy position, okay, you know, maybe that's an option for you. Or you're someone who hasn't really worked out before. Because the last thing I don't want to do is recommend this as an option. And people are like, yes, I, I get to be lazy during Ramadan. That's not the that's not the point of this. This is really coming from a position of you just can't manage working out in this month. And my recommendation to you in that situation is, okay, like maybe just take the month off and focus on what you need to do. You have the rest of the 11 months to make the, all the progress you want. This is just those 30 days where you just take a step back and really focus on yourself. Totally fine. I don't want this to be like a like a get out of jail free card. I, mean, I can be lazy. I can I I can do whatever I want. I can stay up late. That's not the point of this. As I probably have you know communicated through my other you know podcasts, is that we need to be more. We need to be aware of like how we can improve in all areas of life. Um, so I'm I know I'm rambling on this point, but just to wrap up on it, understand where you are in life. Understand where you're able to do. You know, look at the times first and foremost that I mentioned, morning, evening, after, iftar, or tarawih. Consider those first if they can work for you. If they just can't work and you just don't want to work out, don't even think about it. Focus on what you need to do. That's the most important thing. Um, as a Muslim, you need to really understand that some things do take a backseat sometimes. And that's just how life is. So, guys, I hope that was really helpful. Um, I tried to lay out everything that you need to be aware of when it comes to staying staying fit and having some level of health and activity in during Ramadan. Um, and honestly, my whole point of making this video is because when I looked for this kind of video last year, or even like two years ago, I didn't really find people going into this length of like detail and really laying out what you need to know. So after my own, you know, trial and error and my experimentation with what works, this is as best of a guide I can provide to you. Um, so really take this, listen to it multiple times if you need to, to really get an idea of what you can do. And um, my whole point of like putting this out earlier in this week is because Ramadan is, um, depending on where you are in the world, it's going to be either this Friday or Saturday, maybe even Sunday. Um, so really you have like a whole week to plan this out and get your meal prep or get your workouts, you know, all laid out. So you, once you, once Ramadan comes, you're, you know exactly what to do. Um, so that's my, that's my intention, you know, of putting this episode, episode out early. 
Um, and yeah, guys, this is, I'm really looking forward to, you know, so if you, if you would ask me what I'm going to do, um, honestly, it's, it's going to depend on how I feel those first couple of days. Um, I'm really inclined to the morning, morning workouts, um, because I don't really have work in the morning. I have evening classes, so that could be an option for me, honestly. Um, yeah, I think what I'll do next week when Ramadan is actually in, in, in full swing is I'll tell you guys what I'm doing. And then like maybe like two weeks into it, it could be like a half half month checkpoint or like just me reporting back to you guys in terms of what's working. So the, you can refer back to someone who's like actually trying this in real time and be like, okay, he's he's doing something. He's telling us what's working. So maybe I can draw inspiration from that or um, just fix my own kind of situation. All right, guys, so I'll keep that, you know, we're getting up to almost like 30 minutes at this point. You know, I want you guys to really internalize what I said. The whole point of Ramadan is it's a spiritual boot camp. Just keep it, you know, that's the that's the simplest way I can describe it. But I've given you practical and actionable advice that you can implement. And I think, you you know, if you guys have a good plan, um, regardless of whether you work out or not and you make the most of it, um, I think you're going to have a great month ahead of you and to all my people who are you know not who are not muslim i hope this was insightful to you in a number of ways one it gives you an idea of like the the struggles and like the kind of considerations we muslims have to make when it comes to working out in this month or just having some level of activity so if you have a muslim friend or um, you just wanted to get like a sense of like what goes on in this month for muslims i hope this gave you that kind of insight into what what we actually do and secondly, like I said in the very beginning, if it gives you an idea of like, okay, I want to try something different. I've been like, I've been doing like the six day split for like a long, for a long time. Maybe I want to try like some version of a fast and then maybe do workouts. This could be something for you to consider. Um, maybe like a challenge or like just something, um, just a break in your regular routine. So this could be something for you to, for, for you to maybe consider as a, as a self experiment or a challenge. Um, all right guys. So I, you know, like I said, um, let me know if you do want a guide, like a short workout guide, like a PDF on what what exact workouts you can do. If that's something of interest and people are really interested in that, I'm I'm more than happy to put that you know put that together over the next week, so that you guys have that um, with you when you do start. So all right, guys, we'll wrap it up right there. Um, once again, thank you so much for tuning in, for for listening, for subscribing, for liking, for giving me all these comments and giving me feedback. Um, the only way this channel grows, the only way I grow is if I get feedback from you guys on what's working, what's not working, or just, you know, improvements that I can make along the way or what you guys want to hear. Um, so, yeah, let me know what you guys want to know and, and, you know, what topics I want you want me to cover in the next, you know, this week or even next week. And I'll definitely consider that. And again, again, guys, uh, really thankful uh, for the opportunity to make these podcasts and to talk to you guys Um it's it's honestly crazy. We're at episode ten, and uh, um, I'm it's just like when I look back to uh, early uh, early no late December, early January when I started putting putting this together, I was like, is he, anyone even gonna listen to me? Like, is this even useful? Um, a lot of self limiting beliefs. So I'll I'll tell you guys like as I've done every podcast, as I've learned the ropes of what goes into this, um, as I've learned like how to actually record like videos that actually you know um have some decent quality all that kind of good stuff i'll tell you guys it gets easier in terms of like you get over the limiting beliefs and 
it's not so much about the feedback you get from people. It's really that self-confidence that you get like, okay, I can actually do this and people are getting results and they're benefiting. I mean, that's, that's the biggest sort of growth I've experienced in the last couple of months. And inshallah, I just want to keep that off, you know, give you guys more advice, more, uh, more just insight, more inspiration, and really build a tribe, a community of guys who are on our manly missions and we're out to do something amazing in the world. And hopefully I can inspire you, inspire you and be a big brother to you in that sense. Um, so guys, just want to wrap this up right here. Thank you so much for listening to episode 10 of the Manly Mission podcast. This is your host, Farhan Rana, signing out.